Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the German Sky Fitness Podcast Radio Show, coming to you hot on this Sunday morning. Uh, On a podcast request, I have probably gotten no less than at least 300 times uh, over the past probably three to six months. And uh, I didn't really know like a perfect time to kind of sit down and do this because I do not have this scripted out. Um, It would take me, I will do a blog on it later, Um, probably just a quick checklist because I could, I could honestly write like my version of a book. I'm sure it's been done, you know, 10,000 times already, but, uh, the request I get is, you know, Jeremy, Hey, I love fitness. I love working out. I love training. Um, I want to start my own, you know, service business, uh, whether it be, you know, group training, personal training, online coaching. And a lot of people just message me and say, Hey, I want to start my own business. Now, whether they're, you know, selling, you know, lawn care stuff, whether they want to do interior design, whether they want to be, you know, their own realtor, whatever it is that the question is basically, this is going to surround is, you know, um, how do I start? How do I run my own business? How did you do it? Um, I'll talk specifically on the fitness side of it because that's the first business that I ever started and opened up. Uh, we've branched off to do many things around obviously the health and fitness industry, uh, whether it be, you know, writing, coaching, speaking and those kinds of things. But, uh, this is off the cuff. You guys, there's nothing really written down. So if I repeat some things from uh, previous podcasts, I apologize. I don't know who has listened to all, all the, I think we have like 75 episodes now, but uh, I'll share my story a little bit, um, how I started and how I did this, which is uh, probably not what I would recommend for you guys to do. Um, some of the resources that I had, how the things kind of pieced together and then, you know, things I've learned along the way um, over the past, you know, a decade uh, plus almost at this point. So Without further ado, this is, uh, you know, my take on, on how to, uh, you know, start and run a biz and just my experience with it. Um, I'll start this off by saying, you know, I'm not uh, some, you know, genius expert on anything. Uh, I, I learned most of this through trial and error and early on for sure. And then uh, obviously being surrounded by really smart, successful, like-minded, driven people who have pushed me to levels that... Uh, um, I didn't think were probably possible, and I'm assuming they think the same thing of me because I just um, I'm wired a certain way. So, uh, long story short, like you guys know, uh, I went to college, like most people. You know, we all have a plan, and uh, that plan usually goes to shit uh, pretty fast. And uh, I kind of bounced around um, briefly after you know graduating college. I didn't really know where I was going, what I wanted to do. You add in that, you know. Uh, the economy completely fucking melting down for you. You guys who are under the age of 30, you, you don't really know that yet, but the world kind of went to shit uh, in a really short span. And a lot of people lost a lot of money, a lot of jobs, and people were struggling. And that was kind of in that mix of things. Mix on top of that, I, I had some some serious health issues that really put me at my, you know, quote unquote rock bottom. I had, you know, no self-confidence left. I didn't feel good physically. I didn't know where I was going and I didn't know what was possible for my life. Like I literally felt like almost fucking hopeless. And it's, it's like you're in this own, you know, it's, it's like everything, the walls we build up, you know, to protect us, they also imprison us. And I felt like this, you know, I was in this prison inside my body and also inside my brain, which I actually, I think the mental part of it is probably even worse. And, uh, to cut to the chase, I moved out to, um, you know, uh, Phoenix, uh, Arizona at the time, Phoenix, Scottsdale area. And, uh, I didn't, I had a, a handful of friends here and, uh, I had never researched it. I didn't really look it up. I just packed up my car. Um, I had about $2,000 total to my name, um, drove out here in August of all months. And if you guys have ever been here to the Valley in Scottsdale in August, it's about 117 degrees. It feels like you walked into your fucking oven, but I was jacked. Honestly, I, I was just excited. Uh, you know, I was, I was done with being in the Midwest where it was, you know, cold and, I felt like the opportunities weren't there for me, especially in the ecosystem I was in. So I moved out here with my $2,000 
and uh, was going to take on the world. And uh, I was already into fitness at that point, had done some stuff with, uh, you know, Live for Life, Muscle and Fitness, more of the fitness modeling kind of stuff just because I, I look the part. And uh, had worked with a handful of people, had already went through a handful of certs, ACE, ISSA, all that stuff at that point. So I had been into fitness, but I didn't know you could make a career of it, at least at scale, without you know, running your own gym or having, you know, a good chunk of startup money. At that time, um, this is over 10 years ago, you guys, there was only like you could work at, you know, the big box gyms or maybe some of the small boutique ones. And so I was still dabbled into fitness at that point, working out my own stuff, you know, learning, reading everything. It kind of consumed me. If you guys can't tell, I'm I have an OCD on some stuff, and I'm very one track. When I go in on something, I'm awesome at it. And everything else I suck at, I I don't worry about it. And so uh I'm I'm diversified in the, in the five or six things I'm diversified in, but outside of you guys, the five things I know about, I don't know shit about the rest of the world, and that's kind of how I live my life. So, long story short, uh, I'm kind of doing that. Uh, you know, moved here, didn't really know what was going on or where I wanted to go, and I didn't know it was a possibility because there is no Instagram and Facebook is not like Facebook business pages, and the the social part around it is just not where it is at scale, and so to make this. To cut to the chase, um, what I did is I worked a corporate job as an academic advisor. Um, I'd work, you know, typically from like six to three. I think my hours were usually, or sometimes seven to four, depending on you know uh, the time of the year. And what I would do is I didn't really know how to make this dream happen, so I sent. And this is again, you guys. I'm I'm older than a lot of you listening to this. Um, I sent handwritten letters because you couldn't find people's emails as easily because some of these people didn't have like legit websites up and they had no social media pages. I would send these handwritten letters to the business uh, places and the ones I could find emails at email, but I would send handwritten letters out to all these like mom and pop kind of boutique gyms, I guess, you know, similar to what I run now and say, Hey, you know, my name is Jeremy Scott. Uh, you know, I'm a certified personal trainer. I went to college, blah, blah, blah. I'd love, you know, to be able to train your facility, whether you guys do some kind of like, you know, pay rent, you know, per the hours you use or pay rent per month, or if it's like a profit sharing split. And uh, got a couple bites, and uh, I met uh, two dudes at the time running a place called Peak Performance, Dan and Tony. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. Uh, still two great, both great coaches. Now they run their own businesses separately. And uh, what I would do is I would train people in their space when I could, and the other times when I couldn't use their space if they were busy, I would train people at a park at like 5 o'clock in the morning before my job. So I'd train these guys at 5 a.m., sprint home, take a shower, and then I would go back, work my corporate job for the nine hours I had to be there. Work out myself, train my own physical body, and then later on go train other clients that I had at uh, Dan and Tony's place, essentially. And then other people, I would visit their homes and stuff, and that's kind of how I got started actually coaching people. Um, and then I had, a, you know, as the internet started to kind of move along, I'd have a handful of, you know, friends and family you do like, you know, online programming and stuff for. And on a side note, anybody I worked with over 10 years ago, I, I apologize to you. I'm sure the programming. And the eating stuff I gave you was just complete shit. But it was the best I knew at the time. So forgive me. Obviously, if you guys have been in the game for you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years, you're going to learn a lot of shit. And because I'm friends with now the smartest people in fitness, I get, uh, I get a peek behind the curtain. It's helped me with my programming and my design stuff uh, you know, tenfold. But that's how I essentially got into it. And then what I did was my boss uh, at the time, Corey and then Chris Bebermeyer, if Chris is listening, uh, Chris still comes into our facility um, pretty much every week. And so trains with Chris was my boss um, as I'm you know, working in academics in an educational environment. Uh, Chris was cool enough to, you know, as long as I got my shit done, I, w- I would basically build the Jeremy Scott Fitness website at my corporate job. Um, and I would also do it at night, you know, I would stay up till, you know, one, two in the morning and then still be training these people at five. So it was, it was a grind and it sucked at first. And that's 
kind of how I got it done. And then one time I just, it was like right around Thanksgiving time about 10 years ago, I just got, I just had enough. And I'm like, you know what? It's like now or never, dude. And I just said, fuck it. I told Chris, I'm like, hey man, in two weeks, I'm going to be out uh, just to let you know. And uh, I did everything I could. Um, you know, I saved the money that I could. Still, I, I wasn't making a lot. And uh, at the time when I had quit, I just got to the fuck it point. And what I did was I figured was, you know what? I've been working. I created the site. You know, I've, I've worked with people. I have some stuff going my way. And uh, if this fails and I suck, I'm still young enough to where I can always go back and work at like fucking enterprise. No, no offense to anybody who works there. <laughs> I just remember going to an interview there uh, when I moved here and they're like, yeah, if it's, if it's really busy, you might have to wash a car when you're like wearing your suit and tie. And I was just like in 117 degrees, you got a guy who's got to be fucking kidding me. So that's why I use them as the example, but nothing against the company. They, they do great stuff. Uh, I figured, you know what, if I, if I go on my own, and I suck and fail. I can always come back to this job or work at Enterprise or any other office job that I really, you know, don't give a shit about and I'm not passionate about. And that's was kind of my saving grace. You know, at the time, my wife and I are living together. She has a corporate job. Uh, the condo I got as a steal because the economy had melted down. So our mortgage payment was like, you know, very, very minimal. And uh, we could make it work because I didn't need a lot of stuff. I didn't have, you know, seven kids. I didn't have all these major expenses. Uh, I, don't, I don't have student loans. I had no personal debt. I had nothing. So... I figured that was my chance. And at the time when I actually quit you guys, um, right around Thanksgiving time, which is probably the dumbest, uh, one of the dumbest things to do, but I want to get a fresh start for January. Um, I quit. And at that particular time, I actually had zero clients um, at the time because they were either taking breaks or pauses or had moved. So I quit my corporate job. I walked out one day um, on a Friday and no idea and no clue what the fuck I was doing, how I was going to make this happen and how it was going to work. Um, so to cut to the chase, I met up with a guy uh, that we had grew up with, funny enough, and he was running a basketball training business, and they do most of their work you know, earlier in the day or like after school, and he offered me an opportunity to basically come in and kind of sublease the space um, and do my training. And so when I started my group training, you guys, um, I had done stuff in a park before with obviously like you know friends and family and stuff like that, but uh, I'm working in this this little space. At the time, I had a, they give me about about 450 square feet to train people in. And so I would come in uh, with like a little boom box and uh, my iPod and I would have our, there are people, I had about three or four people, um, typically basically my wife and uh, her friends from uh, her corporate job that she'd bring in. And those were my first, you know, real clients and they'd bring in their mats and their weights and we'd work them out together. And when I think about it back now, it's like, um, it's very humbling and it's, uh, because how awful that was for them and how fucking awesome they were. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, Sheree, Kelsey, uh, Monica, my first, you know, real kind of, I guess, quote unquote, real people, even though my wife brought them in. And uh, I appreciate them because that gives you when you're coaching and training the, the self-confidence you need to to actually kind of make this thing grow and work. And I trained these guys in like this 400 square foot space. And uh, I give it, you know, the best I could, even though I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And uh, it's just, uh, it's very humbling even to think about it now. And so from there, um, I would get to use the entire space uh, in the off hour. So basically, we ended up doing like we'd split the space. And so we had this, you know, 3,500 square foot facility, uh, some open space, some basketball courts, just a giant warehouse, essentially. And uh, I slowly started to grow my business from there. And I remember like my first real group training client, uh, Doreen Carlson, and Doreen still pops into this day. She was the first one her kid played basketball. So it was kind of like a natural segue for me. And I trained these group of ladies on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. And, you know, as when January started to roll around, um, I 
it would start my group training, right? And I always tell this story. Um, it was, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would do like a 6 a.m. And like, it's going to be awesome because it's 6 a.m. It's before people go to work. It's going to be the most popular time. It's going to rock. And uh, I remember the very first 6 a.m., I had like a, what they call like a home run, you know, dot com, like a daily deal. It's almost like a Groupon or, or living, you know, like living social deal, except it was called like home run.com. And I think uh, we sold ours for uh, $19. And of that $19, I believe I got uh, $9.50 of the deal. And so at 6 a.m., the first Monday of January, the beginning of the year, when everybody wants to be fit, right? And it's supposed to be, you know, picking up and getting busy. I had one guy. I had one guy show up to my group training in January, the first year I was on my own. His name was Dan Stamo. Um, he was a computer repairman. And uh, Dan came in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 a.m. And basically, Dan got a private session from me. And I had you guys about you know five or six bands at the time, a couple mats, maybe two medicine balls. And that's all I could really afford. And I would train Dan. And now I know this. Dan's on this deal. And I know Dan's situation. I know he can't afford to do it. But I'm giving him my best anyway because I'm like, you know what? You got to get some work in. You got to practice being a coach and, and, and helping people. So let's let's do it, even though it's just him and it's just you. And my wife would, when I would come home from the entire day, running like three group sessions at like six a.m., eight a.m., and usually like around nine fifteen a.m. She'd be like, you know, how many people did you have today? And I'm like, well, I had, you know, four total or, or five total. I'm sure she's just like, you know, in the sheer fucking panic mode of like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Because I didn't know what I was doing. That's the key, you guys. Like, and then on a Tuesday and Thursday, I had no you know, early morning session. So I, I could sleep in if I wanted to, but I'd always be up super early because I'd have like this anxiety, almost this nervousness feeling of like, dude, you can't just lay here and do nothing. You got to figure this shit out because I had no clients. I had nobody coming in and I really didn't know how it was going to work. And so, you know, from there, you know, Facebook starts to move and, you know, we do run some, some group on stuff back in the day, which actually does, you know, back then would bring people in. And, uh, you know, just meeting people and putting in referrals. And I, and I remember like even on a side note, I had like a, we were on like the Saturday session and we still do it to this day, 10 years later. And one of the guys I work with, uh, he was like, you know what, if you just ran like something on a Saturday, like a drop in, you know, for like 10 bucks or something, you know, my wife and I would always come, we'd always bring our friends and I'm like, okay, super cool. And so remember like the first Saturday we did that, him, his wife came and two friends came and I made 40 bucks in cash. And I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. And, and I'm, I'm honest with you guys, 40 bucks cash for me, you know, working for an hour or two back then was a lot of money. And I was super jacked about it. And I'm like, awesome, this is gonna be great. So every Saturday, you know, I'll make 40, 50, you know, 60 bucks, I'll have a couple hundred bucks every month. And the next Saturday came and him and his wife didn't show up and they didn't bring their friends. But my wife came and one of her friends came and like one of my friends came. And so I'm, I'm doing this group session for like $10 essentially. And uh, that's kind of how business started. But slowly over time, word of mouth and relentless posting on, you know, Facebook and then when Instagram is moving and building an email list and emailing out, things, you know, started to slowly roll my way. And then you get, you know, 10 clients and then 20 clients and then 30 clients and you, you continue to keep leveraging things on themselves. Now, I'm leaving a lot of pieces out here, you guys, of the story of how I met people and how I went through it. But the biggest thing I wanted to get by just sharing that the basic layout of how I kicked off was if you're going to start your own business, unless you have a huge influx of money or you saved it, uh, it's going to be tough for sure. And you're going to start out probably like I did, training people around your current job, training people in parks, doing stuff for little to no money. Um, I would take every opportunity I could. I, I did everything anybody has ever done. Uh, chamber of Commerce meetings, go to the B&I meetings, which I, I do just 
apologize if this is getting like vulgar here. I fucking hate that stuff. I just do. I can't stand it. You go to these meetings and, and some of you guys might have great success with going to stuff like that. But what I found going to these like, you know, structures or like, you know, event, you know, uh, networking things is everybody just wants to talk about their own shit and give out their own stuff and tell you how awesome they are and sell you on their services. It's basically just like one big fucking piranha tank where everybody's trying to eat everybody else. And now if I go to stuff like that ever, which is very rare, I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you want to know what I do, I'll present it. I'll lay it out for you. But I'm not interested in coming there for you just to be a client. I want to provide you some value and you get that from me. But that's what I did early on. I would go to all those things. We would do like go to like the bridal shows and set up a booth and any kind of marketing thing we possibly could, any social event. And here's the key, you guys. If you're going to do this in fitness for sure, this is a service business. You got to care about the people. You just do. And I'll, and I'll touch on that more later. But the thing that I was willing to do was go to somebody's birthday party. Go to somebody's, uh, you know, horse show, if you will. I mean, I went to, like, I remember like going to the, we had the parents here and they bring their kids in and we go to like their kid's horse show. Go to their kid's sporting event. Support what the people are doing and support what their children are doing and actually give a fuck about their life and care about them as people. And if you do that, people feel that and it's real. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a cheerleader and super outgoing and rah-rah and crazy because that's not who I am. But I care and I have an internal enthusiasm that I think people find that is real and I'll invest into them and what they do and who they are and where they go. And so that's the biggest key for me. We're just caring about them and putting these people on your platform, giving them a place like putting them on your website, putting them on Instagram, putting them on Facebook. This is their... ESPN, if you will. This is their highlight reel because a lot of people in the average world, you guys, especially in what we do in fitness, they're not praised enough. They don't get enough positive feedback. I get it all fucking day long from all the social media sites, from our emails. People are constantly messaging me and the gratitude stuff is amazing and I appreciate you guys. But the average person doesn't get that. And I, I think if there's anything that I do really well other than being you know consistent and relentless with my efforts is trying to make these people a part of what we do here because they are a huge part of my life. Um, and I want them to feel special and feel like we care about them because we do. And their health is important to us, but their life is important to us. And I want to know them. I want them to have fun because selfishly, above anything else, I want them to be cool when they're here. I want them to have a good time when they're here. I want to talk to them and learn about their lives and have fun with them. I want to, be, I want to feel like I'm hanging out with people who are my friends every single day. And that's one of the greatest things about this business and the service industry. You get to hang out with cool people for the most part. And you get to pick and choose, which is super sweet. So as I signal on you guys... Um, we started off, you know, doing small groups and, and we still do personal stuff. And then obviously with the advent of the internet, uh, things like that sort of take off. And there's a lot of learning curves uh, inside of here. And one of the biggest things I did was I've invested in coaching before you guys, uh, in business coaching, um, in people. And, and I'll share this too. I remember, you know, as my business started to take off, getting on an email list of some people that were recommended to me and reading these emails of, you know what, things like you can make $10,000 a month personal training. And I remember reading that and like laughing and like, oh, what a fucking scam that is. What a joke. Like there's no way you could ever make $10,000, you know, a month in this business. And that was one of the goals we set out. I remember sitting in a room uh, with with two people at the time and saying, you know what, if this business can just, you know, generate $10,000 a month in, in revenue, I'd be the happiest dude on earth. You know, if we could just do 120K per year, you know, and, and pay expenses and do what else, you know, I'll, I'll get to make some, you know, okay money. We can have, you know, nicer equipment and it'd be super cool. And I remember setting that goal. And obviously you guys, we've, uh, you know, between us, we've obviously superseded that, you know, at a level that's way beyond what that is. But I remember that was my initial goal. If I could just get a hundred people to pay a hundred bucks a month, that would give it, you know, $10,000 a month and just kind of keep that rolling. And, uh, 
it, it's crazy to think that the things that oftentimes when you start out in business that you think are impossible, they're, they're actually, you know, they're just inevitable. It's just, you know, how hard are you willing to work and how much time are you willing to give it as you go? And now, as you guys, as we talk about it, our business is about half in person, half in the internet. So we have half our people here. Uh, we actually have even more people that we work with on the internet at scale in, in various groups and programs, what we do. And then obviously from my personal side of it, um, I've started to do quite a few corporate events in terms of fitness, um, in terms of public speaking, in terms of traveling. Uh, we do a lot of those things. Obviously, I've written two books that have made us you know, a pretty good amount of money which is leveraged into a handful of other things with working with Men's Health and Reebok. Even last night, we're at an event with Vita Coco that we put on for a group of influencers, which is super cool. So the point I'm driving at is this business has morphed into more things, you guys, than I ever thought would be possible. Um, and just, it's taken, obviously, people say, like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's so cool what you get to do and how you do it. And I'm like, that's true. But if you guys knew that I worked at a pace of probably about 90 hours a week, for every single week for the past 10 years, short of a handful of vacations. Um, that's what it's taking me to do it. And again, the first probably five to six years of this business, I didn't take vacations. We didn't go on trips. We didn't do all the fancy things you guys see uh, now on my Instagram and Facebook and on the blog that we have. It's just, uh, it took a lot of effort to get there. And if my wife was here, she would share with you um, probably how hard the balance is. Um, that she had with it at, at first, just because of me, you know, with, you know, training and competing and running a business and then starting an online business and then writing books and then traveling for work. It's, uh, it puts a strain on your relationship and the person you are and what it is. And if you guys are going to get into running your own business, and I'm going to talk about the details in a second, um, it, it's a lot more taxing than you think. And, and probably the two biggest questions I get is one is Jeremy, you know, if I was going to start, you know, my own business, what would you suggest? And the, the number one answer I always give is don't. Um, and I say that, you know, half jokingly because um, it's going to take a huge part of your life and it's going to be your life uh, at scale. And, I, and the other question people ask me is, you know, if I had to start it all over again, you know, would I do it the same way? And usually my answer is, I don't know if I would do it. And I say that half jokingly, half serious, because I do love the grind and I do love the climb of it. And it's really fun. Uh, to look back and, and see, you know, from where I started to where I am now on a on a personal level, but uh, it's really fucking hard to do, man. And there's some stuff that I, I would not want to have to do over again. Um, but I probably would just because I'm stubborn, uh, and I'm willing to, you know, damn near kill myself to make things happen. And so, I want to touch on a handful of these points, you guys, in terms of if you're going to run your own business in fitness, what I would suggest to do, uh, just in general, if you're going to get into the fitness industry or the fitness profession. Don't do it just because you like to work out. In fact, I think that's probably one of the dumbest fucking reasons to do it because if you just want to be in really great shape yourself, um, you'd be better off working a nine to five job for sure because you have a structured schedule. It's kind of stuck that way and you can work out before work or after work and you can kind of get a, a much better routine and a pattern. And I do actually think it's a lot easier for you guys than people who actually are into fitness who actually do coach and run multiple businesses because we do work longer hours than you guys do. Our schedule is much more chaotic and hectic and we... It's a, it's a physically taxing job to, to do it um, how we do it at scale. So I think it's easier for you. So if you're doing it just because you like fitness, don't do that. Do it because you love coaching and you love people and you, you love every asset of it. Because working out yourself is such a very small part of this business. Now, I've been lucky enough now to integrate it into my life and my training and what I do. 
but I spend far more time coaching people, both in person and online, than I do working out myself. And I think a common like one of the biggest misconceptions is, is like, well, I'm gonna run my own gym. I'll be able to work out three hours a day. I'm like, if you did, you'd be the worst fucking coach ever because you'd have no energy, no time, and no effort to give to your people. And that's what take it. There's often times you guys when I wake up and I feel great and I pour everything into these guys. And then I'm smoked for my own workout. And that's where you have to really dig down. And you have to love it. Uh, and you have to understand what you're doing it for. And you might have to even take a step back in your own physical body. Still make time for yourself. Don't get me wrong. But your workouts might not be two hours. They might be 30 minutes because that's all you have. Because you poured your life into everyone else. And that's what you're doing. And that's what you're in this for. And uh, I guess that's one of the, the biggest things I hear from people uh, when they start it. And that's why they do it. Uh, the other thing you have to know how to run a business at some point, at least a service business. And again, I don't know, you know, shit about running a retail business and other things, but uh, running a service business is different. And the one thing I do is if you guys were thinking about it, reach out and ask people who've done it. If, if it's me, uh, if it's a handful of other people, ask them, you know, the, the three things they love the most and the three things they hate the most, uh, just to get their, their concept of ask them how many hours they work now, ask them how many hours they work when they started, ask them, you know, I guess, you know, what their advice would be to you. I think if you want to be smart in life and you want to learn stuff, ask people who have done it before you. Ask people who have walked a similar path. You know, I wish there was, you know, we're going to be the first kind of generation of people in this industry. I wish there was 85-year-old people who started fitness businesses and have retired. I'd love to pick their brains and ask them the questions, you know, what it was like for you five years in, 10 years in, 15 years in, 20 years in. I think you guys can success hack a lot of shit by asking other people. That's why I'm doing this podcast for you and trying to give you as much basic detail uh, and as much, you know, just tips uh, in general. The other thing I would have you guys understand is that... um, Work-life balance is, is impossible. It doesn't exist, uh, especially if you're going to be an entrepreneur, which is, you know, we do multiple things now. Obviously, we run, you know, this per, this business in person. We have online businesses with multiple other people. We have projects with, with huge brands and things. So essentially, we're doing like seven things at once, which is really tough. So a work-life balance will not exist, especially up front. Um, I have a much better work-life balance now, I guess. Uh, but in all reality, you guys, I work every single day of the week. Um, that's kind of how I'm wired. You don't have to do this like me. You can make less money. You can have less impact. You can, you know, not have a big of a legacy as I will probably have. Um, and that's up to you. I choose to do it this way, but, uh, there's no way to balance it all because you can never turn your brain off from this. Uh, it's going to be part of who you are forever, at least the way that I do it. Um, there is no separation. There is no line in between. Everything is Jeremy Scott fitness. Everything is Jeremy Scott. It is all one thing to me. I don't look at it as work days and weekdays. I just look at it as normal days. Now, some days I might work more and some days I might work less, but I'm doing something every single day. And there is not a day you guys that just went by in the last 10 years that I have not done something for this business to be productive or to make it work the way I want it to. And there's not been one day that's went by where I haven't thought about it. Even on a day where I've been food poisoning and I'm puking and shitting on both ends, I'm still thinking about, okay, what do I... What, what can I do today? What can I, what can I have to get done tomorrow? How can I make my team be the most efficient team possible? And that's just part of it. And I've said this before on other podcasts, like you start to care about it um, like you care about a person. I know that sounds really strange, but you care about your business like you care about a person because I do work in the people business. So partially it's because of these guys and I want them to have a good experience and, and have everything be easy for them so we don't cause a stress on their life. But what I mean is if my house burned down today, it would suck. 
uh, because of a few, you know, material things in there I would want to, to have, like you know, photos and pictures and, and things that are sentimental to me. But in terms of the shit, I could care less. If my house burned down today, yeah, it would suck ass, but we have insurance, we'll figure it out. If my site went down today and every blog and every video and every photo and everything got deleted, I would probably sit and cry my eyes out for hours because the amount of time and effort and energy I've put into that and I've given to that, that I've had to learn and I've had to skip events with friends and vacations and family stuff to make that shit grow, um, it would be crushing to me for sure. I would get over it, uh, but it would be impossible to replicate for sure. So that's kind of the big thing is you're going to start to care about this thing and you have to. Um, because you have to take extreme leadership and extreme ownership of your business uh, because you're the only one who is really going to care about it at scale like this. And if, if your business is good or it sucks or you're, the people love you know coming in or they hate coming in, it's 100% because of you. I take full responsibility here. If Jacob and Monica uh, and like Matt and stuff, if they put out stuff that sucks and it's terrible, it's on me. It's my fault. If I don't proofread it, if I don't look it over, if they're you know late, if they're lazy, if they do something, I, I'm going to take responsibility of that because either I should have put them in a position to be successful, I should have taught them that, I should have showed them that, I should have done that. And I understand that. So that's why I do take great pride in this. And it's kind of one of the benefits to having my name on it is because I'll always care about it that much because I don't want to be fucking embarrassed. I don't want people to leave here and be like, oh, Jeremy sucks. I hate it, whatever. And understanding that that's going to happen anyway, you have to have some thick skin in this. There's people who are going to buy your books, they're going to buy your programs, they're going to get coaching from you, and you're not going to be a good fit, and they're going to fucking hate you, and they're going to crush you on the internet, and they're going to tell you you suck. And that's the game. You have to be okay with it. Luckily, I was born with the gift of not giving a fuck what people say about me, so it's cool. But I still read every comment with some tact and some self-awareness, like, you know, are they right or am I right? You know, are they justified in what they're saying? Are they correct? Can we improve some things? Or are they fucking crazy and I'm right? So... You always have to look at things, you know, and take a step back and not, you know, go crazy in the heat of the moment, but understand that it's all on you and your business, you know, it ride or dies with you, with your leadership style, with your skills, with your language, how you do things. And again, I understand that I'm not for everybody. I'm not going to appeal to every single group. And obviously if I'm in a corporate setting and they say, Hey, Jeremy, you know, don't say, you know, shit and fuck and whatever. I don't do it and it's fine. And understand the areas of which that I can. And so it's, it's just you knowing you and your brand and how you do it and what you're okay with, um, in your facility or online or, or how you go about your business and how you run it. But as long as you understand this, that it all falls on you. So when the world goes to shit and the economy crashes and your business loses, you know, $15,000 in a week or you lose, you know, 40 clients in a day, that's on you. And can you stomach those moments? I guess is what I'm getting at you guys, because when everything's going right, and it's awesome. It's super cool. You get all the admiration, you get all the praise, you're called a genius, you can put entrepreneur in your title, you can put business owner in your title if you think that's super cool and fun. But understand with that great freedom, it comes with great responsibility. Um, with being quote unquote your own boss uh, and being able to, you know, if you are if you run a project and it makes $150,000, that's your $150,000, that's pretty fucking cool. If my wife does something for her job and it makes three million bucks, she doesn't get three million bucks. If I do something today, that brings in $250,000 to this business, I personally get $250,000 if I choose to, or if I want to invest it back into the business or disperse it amongst people. But again, the point is it's mine and there's great freedom in that. And there's a great power in that of being your own boss and controlling your own destiny. But on the same note, there comes a great responsibility and it comes with a lot of gut punches and it comes with a lot of people, you know, if they're not happy or you're losing money or something goes wrong, that all falls on you. And especially if you have a brick and mortar facility like us, if the toilet leaks, which has happened before, that falls on you. If one of your employees 
locks somebody in the bathroom and leaves the building, that falls on you. That has also happened. If there's a gas leak and you have to evacuate the building, that's also happened. That has to fall on you. If somebody leaves the front door open the entire night and you show up the next day and the air conditioning is blasting, that has happened before. That all falls on you. I could share 50 stories like that, you guys. But point being is you have to be willing to take the gut punches. You have to be willing to take the good with the bad. And it's highs and lows, dude. And I'm not talking about just like a month here and a month there. I'm talking about in the same day. You can be having the greatest day ever and get two emails and two phone calls or one thing can happen. It can just punch you right in the fucking face. And it can beat you down if you let it. So you have to have a short memory. You have to be resilient. You have to be willing to roll with the punches because it is tough. Because when you do this business in this life, you're on an island, you guys. Um... And you're on an island all by yourself. Now, I've been doing this long enough where I've met a lot of people. And uh, I don't complain a lot. I don't bitch a lot because I'm pretty blessed in this life regardless of, of the, the hard comings and the, the rough patches I've went through. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty lucky because I have the brain that I have and I'm pretty resilient. And I, and I understand that um, if I want to get shit done, I got to do it myself. And uh Anything that comes my way, I'm just going to have to fucking deal with it because crying about it and complaining about it isn't going to change anything and nobody can really help me. That's why I don't call my mom or my dad or I bitch to my wife or people here because unless they can truly help me with the issue and we can work on it as a team, I'm going to keep it to myself because it's my problem. And that's a lonely place to be um, as an entrepreneur and running your own show. And I can talk to other fitness people that I know and we can kind of, you know, I guess connect about it and have a little bitch session and maybe we can do problem solving together because they're on an island as well. But even though like we're in the same industry, they're on their own island and I'm on my own island. So even if I'm talking to, you know, like a BJ or a Dave or, you know, a Ben or Nikki or whoever it is, or like they're going to have their own issues and I'm going to have my own issues. Um, and it's yours. And, and what I'll say is it's a lonely place to be, you guys, to run your own show. I'm in here on a Sunday morning uh, recording this for you guys. My wife is, you know, doing some stuff with with her family, having some fun. And uh, it'd be super cool to do that, too. But I understand, like, there's things I have to do here. If I want to take different trips and do different stuff, I have to put in the work today. I have to get the stuff done today. If I want this thing to grow, if I want to, you know, retire when I want to retire, if I want to have the things I want to have. And uh, you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with, with self-motivating. And you have to be okay with, you know, people always think like, oh, you run your own business. It's so great. It's so fun. I'm like, and it is, and it's awesome. And I, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but you have to be very self-motivated. You have to be very self-driven because nobody's going to tell you what to do, when to do, and how to do it. You're making all the calls. So if shit doesn't get done or it's too slow or it's not good enough, you have to be the one to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I suck. I'm messing up. And you have to be willing to invest in yourself, whether that be personal development stuff, whether that be business coaching, whether it be building a better network of, of fitness entrepreneurs or, or people in the industry uh, that you can associate with, that that motivates you, that holds you accountable, and that keep you going. And I, I wouldn't be here, you guys, today if I didn't have guys like, you know, like a, a BJ Gadur, like a David Jack, like a Mike Roussel, like a Fred Zoller, like a Travis Merritt, like a Pat Rigsby. Like if I didn't have these dudes uh, in my life to see what they do, and uh, even if I don't harass them every day for stuff and we do trade and work together, it's, it's seeing how they work and seeing how they operate and seeing like, holy shit, they're really getting stuff done. I'm like, it's really impressive. And I take, you don't steal from people, but you take their best qualities and their bits and pieces. Like, you know what, like Mike really does that well. I'm going to try to do that a little better, man. DJ really does that well. That's awesome. BJ does that well. Like Pat does that well. And it's like you start to learn from other people. And so I, I guess what I'm getting at is learning is a huge part of it. And uh, the, obviously the network you have is huge, but just learning and watching from other people who have already done it. You know, as they say, standing on the, the shoulders of giants is a huge thing. And so watching other people in the space do something awesome 
whether it's like how they do their video content, how they run their podcast, how they write their books, how they do their email newsletter, how they run their in-person you know, coaching and training, how they do their billing, how they do follow-up, all those little things uh, are super key. And I think I've done a really good job of success hacking that way and just being consistent. The other thing you guys have to do is you have to be willing to eat shit um, up front. You have to, if you're going to start your own business, you have to be willing to eat shit and make you know little to no money as you start and kick things off. Uh, remember when I, the very first month I was in business, you guys on my own, 100% solo, my business grossed, not net, so it didn't take home, it grossed $342. I'll say it again, in 30 days of Jeremy Scott Fitness existing, 100% solo with no financial backing, we made $342 in 30 days. So as you can do the math, that's just over $10 per day. And as you can also guess, the rent in North Scottsdale, Arizona, if you've ever been here and you can Google it, is substantially more on a 3,500 square foot space than $342 per month. So needless to say, we're hemorrhaging money up front and it's tough. So you're going to take every opportunity and everything that you get. Now, as your business grows, you don't have to take every client. You're going to have to actually learn to say no if you become you know popular and things go your way. But up front, it sucks. Um, the first year I was in business, you guys, I hardly made any money whatsoever. Um, I, I, I'm trying to remember when the first month her business actually billed like $3,000 because that became like a huge, for some reason, that was just a huge number to me. I'm like, man, this business just made $3,000 this month. Holy shit. And I was like super jacked and excited about it. And I was just, I was just amped because it's the little victories, you guys. And you have to be happy with making little progress along the way. I think a lot of times, understand this, the stuff you guys are doing today is going to pay off five years from now or three years from now, five years from now, or 10 years from now even. Um, and that's just the truth. I share this in other podcasts. There's people who have been reading our emails for three years and then eventually decide to come in. There's people who follow us on Instagram for two years and decide to come in. So it's laying a foundation and groundwork of knowing the stuff I'm doing today is going to pay off for me a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now. Because success for most of you guys is going to take probably over 10 years. And I know that sounds like a fucking eternity, but you know, God willing, knock on wood, you guys live a very long life. And uh, when you see your body of work come to life 10 years from now, it's pretty fucking cool and it's pretty awesome to see. But just know that you're not going to start a business. And maybe some of you guys, you will. You might be way better than me, way more talented. Um, just wait, you, you success hacked everything. You just got luckier and you're just fucking better than me at, at everything. Maybe you're just awesome. And in two years from now, you're crushing me and you're, you're owning the game and you're having way bigger impact and influence and you're doing shit that I could never do. But if I had a guess, that's probably not going to happen for 99.9% of you. And uh, it's not like you're going to start a business and in, in a year and two years, you're going to post on social and, and YouTube and Facebook and all these things. And you're, you're going to have 500 clients paying you 500 bucks a month. That's probably not going to happen because you just don't know enough yet. And you haven't been through the ringer enough. And it just takes work um, to really help people and hone a craft and master your skill. And the, the other thing I'll mention here, which I don't want to get lost, in, you guys got to master your craft. Above all else, you got to be really fucking good at what you do. You have to be good at actually coaching people and helping them and understanding the fitness and the nutrition of it or whatever you know, arena you're going to get into. Understand who you're working with and, and what you can do for them and not what you want to get out of it, but what they want to get out of it and, and understand the psychology of people and have enough self-awareness. Like, what can I do to help these people and give them the most value and most bang for their buck with the time they're working with me? Uh, and that's a huge thing. And I think a lot of times in fitness, we get lost and we make it you know, more about us. And from the outside, people probably see like, oh, it's Jeremy Scott Fitness. Oh, his name's on it. And it's all his videos and pictures and this and this. And I'm like, it's, it's actually not about me at all. Um, it's actually about these guys. But I'm, I'm, 
I'm not stupid enough to understand like I look a certain way, I move a certain way, I speak a certain way. So if I put stuff out there, it brings a lot of people into the space and makes us aware of what we're doing. But this business is not about me. I was just dumb enough 10 years ago to call it Jeremy Scott Fitness because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I didn't honestly think it would grow at scale to be this. And so it's like, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, uh, if you will. So if you guys name your business, you name it what you want. Um, although I do think personal brand is everything. So it has helped me in that regard. But it's, it's really not about me at all here. Uh, I'm just a normal dude, just like the rest of you guys. I'm just here and I'm in it because I want to actually help people make a bigger impact. And I understand like the biggest legacy I can leave on the earth is touching somebody else who's going to live generations from now. And that's huge for me. So that's just a side note, you guys. The, the last couple of things I'll leave you with before I let you go is, you guys, if you're going to go into this, you have to fully understand that failure is possible. Um, it's going to happen. You know, with, obviously without risk, there there isn't any reward and, um, you don't want to expect it, but you have to understand it. It's a very realistic outcome that if you start a business, it will fail in probably the first, you know, five to seven years for sure. And uh, I know they say like, oh, if you get over the first three or five years or whatever bullshit stat they throw out, it's not true, dude. I've watched, you know, so many CrossFit boxes, so many mom and pop gyms, and even the big gyms get swallowed up and fucking die in, in the 10 years I've been doing this. Um, it comes down to obviously if you it's, it's logistics, you're doing overhead. Does your does your business what does your business cost to run? Is it two grand, three grand, five grand, fifteen grand, twenty grand a month? And what does your business make? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars per month. How much money can it how much money can it make, you know, in order to be sustainable for the long haul? And again, on the same note, like you guys have to be willing to, you know, obviously put in the work. Um, you have to be doing a lot of shit. And I don't just mean like working in the business. Um, you're probably going to have to, when you start out, work out, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours per week. And you're going to have to do every single role. Um, you're going to have to willing to be, you know, uh, you're the coach, obviously. And again, if you guys, a good book and a resource, and I'll share this later on you guys too, is, uh, is the E-Myth, uh, by Michael Gerber. If you guys get it, he basically talks about um, all the different basically stages of your business. Like he's like, are you the, the owner, uh, the manager, um, or the technician? And again, those are all three things that you guys will be, especially when you start up front, uh, when you go. So like, you know, you own it, obviously. Um, you're obviously, you know, the person who manages it, but you're also the technician who works in it, especially if it's fitness and training and coaching as you guys go through it. It's all really basic stuff, but you have to be willing to put in the work of that. And on top of that, I don't just mean that work. I mean like understanding how a business runs. So whether that is getting business coaching, whether it is going to personal development conferences and understanding finance and understanding give and take and really building a strong network of people in an inner circle is going to be huge. Um, and that comes in you know, to play when you have to constantly be learning, whether that's reading books or reading blogs or reaching out to people like myself who have done it before, other people. Um, I think those are key. And just understand that you guys, that just being an entrepreneur and starting your own business will not guarantee success. Um, and nobody again is going to care about it as much as you guys are willing to care about it. Um, and the other thing, like sometimes, you know, you just have to be lucky, um, you know, right place, right time. Like you can have the greatest idea and the greatest thing ever, but if the timing isn't right, it just, it might not work. You might be before the curb or after the curb. I, I'll, I'll use an example of, uh, BG Godur created StreamFit. And I thought StreamFit was a dope fucking product. And I actually have our coaches here watching and go through it. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, watch some of these videos, watch some of BG's cues because it's great stuff. And I thought it was amazing. And I tell him that every time I see him and every time we talk, it was just ahead of the curve. It just wasn't packaged in a way that people were ready for it yet. And essentially, he's doing the same thing now with just a different name on it. But uh, it's, it's, it's key and it's crucial. So, so being lucky does matter. And if you guys are okay with, you know, having your business be your life and having it be a huge part of it. Um, you might be successful and it might be real, but you have to really be okay with 
long nights and long weekends and working on days when other people aren't and doing stuff on holidays and, and maybe losing sleep and understanding that um, when you're in this, people are going to miss and you have to be confident. I'll say this, you guys, you have to have a belief in yourself because if you don't 100% believe in yourself, you're going to fail and fall on your face. It just will happen. You're going to, you're going to have too many shitty days, too many punches in the face, too many things are going to fucking go wrong uh, for it to really work. So and people are going to probably mistake your confidence for arrogance. Um, and you're going to have to be okay with that. And you're going to have to be okay with being judged and having people think you're fucking crazy and stupid and wrong and thinking you're going to fail. And they might be right. But if not, you know, uh, you, you save those people and you put them in an email folder or a file somewhere. So w- when you do prove them wrong, you can send them a little bit. How do you like me now message? Uh, if you're if you're that petty enough. I'm not saying I've ever done that. But uh, you, you guys can definitely do that for sure. And know when you guys get in this, no one's going to really understand your passion for it. Uh, and, and how deep you care about it. Uh, because at the end of the day, and even though I think most of the people here, um, you know, they, they love me and they love us and they love what they do, nobody's going to be as loyal to your business as you guys are. Um, you're going to be somebody who cares about it more than anybody else could possibly care about it because you created it and you did it and you have essentially all the skin uh, in the game for it. And even though I think the people here love us and love what we do, the minute that things become inconvenient for the customer or the client or the athlete, um, they'll drop you and they'll move on. The minute that they can't afford it financially, they have to do something for their family or something else that they value more than your services, they'll leave you. If they move, um, you know, out of the, you know, probably the three to five mile radius that they're starting it with you, they're going to leave you. Um, you're not going to keep everybody forever, even the people who love you and you know they think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. When it's not convenient for them, they will drop you like a bad fucking habit. And you can't take it personal, even though you will. Um, it's just part of the game, and you, you have to take the losses with the wins. And so it's. It's still maintain the relationship. It's still appreciating them for what they are, but they don't owe you anything. Um, you're providing a service, and if they deem that service is not something that they feel is needed right now in their life, um, they're going to believe you, and, and they're going to be obviously. You have to be okay with it, even though still to this day, you guys, if I'm being completely real, we have hundreds of clients and hundreds of people. It still bothers me a little bit every time somebody bounces and does something else, uh, if it's not for a great reason. Um, and and I try not to take stuff personally. It bothers me for about forty five seconds. Uh, but then I got to move on and I got to really care and give a shit about the people who are here. Um, the other thing, uh, you have to really respect the grind. You have to enjoy it. You, you have to love the process. That's why I say don't quit your day job just because you love fitness. That can't do it. You have to love the, the shit part of this job, the, the, the 14 things that you hate, especially up front. Because when you guys start this, you're the boss, you're the owner, you're the technician, you're the you're the accountant, you're the, you know, the operations manager, you're the janitor, you're everything in between. So you have to love those little things and you have to take pride in those. Because if you don't take pride in that, the rest of the stuff is going to suffer. It's like when you're at a hotel, right? The people who are most important, like the concierge matters, the front desk agent matters, and the uh, housekeeper matters. Those people are so crucial to your stay and your experience. Yet we oftentimes think of the other jobs like, oh, if you're the general manager of the property, you're the owner. We don't work with those people hands-on. It's the day-to-day tasks and it's the day-to-day people. So you can't lose sight of that for sure. Um, And again, like you guys, one of the things I probably struggled with early on was delegating stuff. Um, I tried to do everything myself. Now I know at scale, it would be impossible for me to do. So obviously having a team of people who coach, um, having nutrition people on staff, having like people who run Infusionsoft and Facebook and, and help us with graphics and marketing and different things, um, that is helpful. But you guys will struggle with delegating and you have to be willing to learn that and learn it well. So finding an awesome team of people, um, you're going to go through some shit. 
Uh, we've had some fucking head cases in here and some people who are not uh, amazing uh, teammates and members. And again, that comes with uh, you running the show and you, you made a bad hire and you can't blame them for it. Like, oh, so-and-so sucks or so-and-so is terrible. Um, and you might get catfished uh, in an interview here or there, which definitely happens, but uh, it falls on you. So you have to be, you know, obviously willing to, to take responsibility for that, but then obviously willing to delegate when you do find people who are good in trusting them and not micromanaging them and not looking over their shoulder and trusting them to do the job that you guys hired them for. Uh, the other thing, again, just surrounding yourself, you know, with people who believe in your core values, whether that be your inner circle, you know, with friends and family and everything else. Uh, and then understanding that things are going to happen in, in your personal life. You're going to probably lose friends. Um, you're going to, you know, miss it on some opportunities and some vacations and some things because that's the price you're, you're, you have to be willing to pay to be your own boss and to do the things that you guys want to do. Um, other things that are going to happen, you're, you're probably not going to, you know, Call your mom and call your dad enough and, and call, you know, the people that you, you want to be around often enough because you're going to be busy doing other things. You're going to sacrifice uh, certain things for this business and this life that other people um, probably aren't doing. And then understand that, you know, the every industry in the fitness industry, it's, it's full of amazing people and it's also full of assholes. It's full of people who are going to try to waste your time and, and take your money from you and, and do crazy things. So, uh, it's the truth. Uh, from a business standpoint, you guys, the last handful of things, um, you know, obviously, you know, get a strong group of people around you. Um, obviously, if you're going to start your own business, um, talk to someone who's done it before. Understand that accounting sucks ass and it's not fun, but understand how to read like a basic P&L sheet. Um, get an awesome account, I think would be cool. Um, master, you know, your craft. So like the 10,000 hour rule, like, you know, that is, is what you guys are probably working towards. Understand that you're going to be just as much, if it's fitness, you're going to be just as much as a therapist, as a coach, if not more so, and a psychologist. You guys have to understand you need to create an experience for people that they love and they have. Um, understanding that, you know, there's a true art form in fitness and in experience of people. Uh, and, and know that, you know, you can't be afraid, you know, to fail. And you also have to admit when you do fail and when things do go wrong and, and learn from it and learn from it quick. Uh, you guys also, I would say, you know, empower your team of people, try to make them awesome, build them up, give them self-confidence. Uh, I would say create an email list, be on social media every single day, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever mediums you're good on. I'm not saying you have to do every single one, but do at least probably, you know, five of the major big platforms and put content on every single day. Because if you don't exist on the internet, you guys don't fucking exist. Um, and it's just true. And you have to teach your clients, you know, about creating a lifestyle and showing it for them. That's why I share so much stuff with you guys um, of how I live and how I move. And I believe you have to lead from the front. Now, obviously my style is different than a lot of other people's, but uh, I don't think you can teach theory, especially into fitness. So you have to live it. You have to eat a certain way, train a certain way, live a certain way. You have to show your clients and your people that. And I think once they see that, they're going to buy in a lot more than the person who's you know coaching them in a quote unquote health business who's 45 pounds overweight. Um, I just believe that to be true. Um, also, you're going to probably understand like uh, you have to get a mentor, I would think at some point, if you're if that's the kind of person you are, somebody you look up to, you can lean on, you can talk to. Um, and again, also understand that not every month, everybody's meant to be in this life. Not everybody's meant to run their own business for sure. Uh, a lot of you guys would be way better at as number twos and threes and fours in bigger fitness companies or even small fitness companies uh, than you are to be a number one. And every great 
uh, you know, leader and every great, you know, fitness business or business in general needs an awesome right hand person, needs an awesome number two and an awesome number three. And you're probably going to make more money being a number two or number three or a number five or six at a bigger company than you would being a number one on your own. You'll have better work-life balance. You get to do more fun shit. You'll have more free time and, and it might be a better fit for you. So understanding that, yeah, it might sound sexy and be cool now, but, uh, it's not for everybody. Uh, it for surely isn't. And uh, you have to understand that. Um, and again, understand you guys, this, none of this stuff is going to take place unless you put in a shit ton of work uh, to make it happen. And, you know, understanding you have to be efficient with your time, your effort, your energy and what you do. And you have to be willing to be in it for the long haul. And whatever you guys are doing right now, especially if you're older, you're already doing something, you probably have to understand that when you start this out for at least probably the first five years, you're going to make less money, you're going to have less free time, you're going to have more stress, and you're going to take more punches in the face than you've probably ever taken in your life. And if you're okay with that, and that sounds cool, um, this might be a possibility for you guys. I would say probably, you know, uh, one of the greatest gifts uh, I ever had is probably the first, you know, I would say, you know, 20 years of my life, I took a lot of L's, I got punched in the face a lot, I had a lot of adversity and a lot of things, you know, went wrong and, and didn't go right and I wasn't given a lot of shit and I had to kill myself to make anything happen and I had to really work for it and be super fucking resourceful and figure it out because nobody was going to do it for me and nobody could really help me and uh, because of that experience, I'm okay with taking losses here, I'm okay with doing all this shit myself here, I'm okay with really just killing myself to make things happen here. So if you grew up and things were easier for you and they came for you, um, it will be a struggle for you in this life to, you know, I guess kind of find a happy medium, especially when you're taking so much uh, shit up front and things aren't working well. Uh, On the last note, uh, you guys have to also understand that waking up, if you're in fitness, uh, waking up probably about 4 a.m. is going to be the normal. And uh, especially when you start leaving work after 8 p.m. is probably going to be normal too. I'll say it again. You have to be willing to be okay with waking up before 4 and probably leaving after 8. And understanding working anything less than probably a 12-hour day is like a break or a fucking vacation. Uh, it's just the truth too. Um, and I know I, I could share a million things on this, you guys. I don't want to take up more an, an hour of your time. But these are you know kind of my takes on it and how I feel about it and what I've seen. But again, there is huge opportunity, obviously, in the space, um, depending on if you want to work with athletes or youth or, you know, adult fat loss or strength work or whatever you're passionate about. But what I'd say is, again, don't get into this just, you know, because you want to just do fitness because anybody can open a gym and a training facility and have a brand. Not everybody can grow one. Uh, and you'll, you're going to discover that, you know, more and more as, as they open and they close and, and they fall by the wayside for the people who are, you know, just posers and just in it for the fucking fancy title and to grab a quick buck right up front or the person who's into it for the long haul. And any of you guys who've been in fitness for over 10 years, um, I give you mad props and respect for that because even if you suck ass and you're, you're not the greatest ever, just the fact that you're not jaded and beat down over the course of 10 years and you could survive, um, is pretty, you know, it's pretty gangster and it's pretty impressive as well. So, Hopefully you guys um, understand that uh, you know it's it's not for everyone. Um, you have to have thick skin to do this. It's going to take time, effort, energy, and a lot of work. There's a lot of you know I guess tactical things I could have touched on, but I wanted to give you guys just a peek into it uh, because I'm still I'm ten years into this. And again, you don't have to do it like me. You for surely don't. Um, we have friends who hardly coach anymore. I actually still do coach people here in person and obviously on the internet all day long. I still do love fitness and I love movement and I train every single day. Some friends of ours don't work out anymore um, and they don't really coach people anymore. They just manage, you know, 12 different coaches and that's how they run their business. And that's fine too. It's however you guys choose to do it. But I actually love the fitness part of it. I don't love the business side of it as much. I do it and I I actually over the last couple of years have spent more, much more time on that and the psychology of people and how they study than I have fitness. 
because that's what a lot of it's a lot of our business to grow and it's allowed me to grow and do different things. Um, but just know that uh, it, it's going to take, you know, every ounce of your being, especially up front. And uh, if you guys have any other questions, you know, hit me up, let me know. I'm happy to share things. I know this was kind of like a, a, a longer rant of, you know, my experience and what I've done. But even 10 years into it, like I was saying, I still get up at 3.50 a.m. every single day. I'll say it again. I still get up at 3.50 a.m. every single day. Um, I come in here. I do my thing. Even if I don't come in here right away, I'm at home. I'm up working, checking email, replying to comments, you know, creating stuff. Uh, talking to our friends about different events and, and things and projects we can run. And there's still often times here where I'm not done working till, uh, you know, at the earliest, probably six o'clock at night. Uh, a lot of times it's like seven or eight by the time I get done because we have so many different entities and so many things growing and moving. Uh, and I often feel, and again, I'm jacked to do it, you guys. Rarely do I hate it. There's a handful of things that suck and I don't enjoy, but oftentimes I'm still so fucking jacked to get up and go through and do all the stuff we have to do because I don't feel like I have enough time, you know, every single day to get all the things done because a lot of these things are super cool and fun. And and admittedly, I do a lot of them for fucking free, even if I didn't make a dollar on it. So there is always that. So if you guys have that same mentality and you feel excited and jacked and it's important to you and you have a bigger calling than just to make money, um, then do that and understand that that you're not going to get in this to get super rich. Um, don't get into fitness just for that. Now, I, now crazy enough, you can make a lot of money in fitness now, but, uh, and don't get like, Oh, I need to make a million bucks this year. That the million dollars is an arbitrary fucking number. It's just made up. If you guys are trying to be a 1% person in America and you make over $400,000 a year, I think the number is like around 440 K per year. Um, you're a 1% earner and that's ridiculously high for a lot of you guys. What I would say is this, if you get into this life and you really love it and it's really about people and the passion and what you're doing, take what you're making now even if you could just replace that salary with doing this life, even if you had to work five times as many hours, but you loved it, I swear it'd be well worth it. And I'll say this to you. I would even take half the money of, of the current job that you hate to do something you love. I think that would be worth it for most of you guys. Because if you really love the craft of it and the passion of it, it's not about the money and the title and the shit. It's just about the process and actually doing what you feel passionate about and helping people every single day. And the one thing I say is people are like, well, Jeremy, what's your goal for the future? Um, I just don't want to hate every day, man. I just want to like enjoy my Monday. I want to enjoy my Wednesday. I want to enjoy, you know, a majority of the time. I understand I'm going to take losses and there's going to be grinds and things that suck along the way, but I want to have fun every single day. And I want to look forward to coming to work and look forward to opening up my email and my stuff and the messages I get and the people I work with. I want to have fun. And that's honestly, you guys, I know I quit, you know, my corporate job with, with no money and no experience, no education, no client, no resources, which is the stupidest fucking way in the world to do it. I go, but I just, I got fed up with hating every single day and I just wanted to, you know, enjoy what I was doing for the most part. And, uh, I found a pretty good synergy with that. And again, it's, it's, it takes a lot of work and short of you, you know, you have to work yourself, you know, almost to death, uh, certain days and certain months and certain weeks and even for, for maybe certain years. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world, you guys. Uh, It's been a great experience. I've been able to travel the world, see the world, and do a lot of really cool dope shit that most people will never get to see and never get to do. And uh, I've met so many amazing people on the way. My life is, is so much different because of this um, than it would have been if I did something else. Um, I couldn't see, you know, not have done it. My life would have been, I would have been a completely different person. You guys wouldn't be hearing me, talk to me, see me. And, uh, Again, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing when you can unlock it, but just understand uh, for every awesome, cool, fun trip you guys see an awesome company I work with, an event, and you know the money we make and all this stuff, there's uh, hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands and years and years of work and hours put into it uh, to make that stuff come to life. So 
If you're willing to guys to get into it, uh, to put in the work and kill yourself and make it happen, uh, this definitely can be for you. But if you guys have any specific questions, hit me up, let me know. Uh, I'm happy to, to answer them the best I can. And I'll go through like a, a top 20 points, a top 20 things I've learned from running my own business and fitness in a different podcast, but just want to give you guys the biggest overlay. And anything else you guys want to hear specifically, just DM me and ask. And if you dig this and you know someone who runs their own business or they want to start their own business or even get into the fitness industry and do that, uh, please share it with them. And obviously, um, that would be like, you know, kind of your thank you to me for sharing this. And obviously, if you guys are on iTunes, drop us a five-star, leave us a comment. I would truly appreciate it. And I think that is it for me for today. So you guys have an amazing rest of your day, whatever you guys are doing. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.